Hello, hola, and ida hanyan iduhenyu. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the 23rd episode of the Naturally Ever After podcast. My name is Nidia Guiti, and by profession, I am a licensed clinical social worker. In this podcast, I share tips on how to build confidence as you transition and maintain your natural hair by way of sharing my own story and lessons that I've learned along the way in my own natural hair journey. I am a firm believer that mindset and perspective shifts how we think and feel about ourselves. Hey, y'all. It's been a while. Happy 2022. Um, Whatever happy looks and feels like for you at this time. For me, intentional joy has been spending time with my family. I've been doing a lot of that. And that's going to be another podcast episode. Um, Yeah, doing my best daily, hydrating uh, limiting media consumption and yeah, being gentle, being intentional about being gentle with myself has definitely been, um, a motto for 2022. In this episode, as we segue, (laughs) this is the first episode of Kaidi Rodriguez, who is my special guest. Um, we collaborated and documented in the next seven episodes of the Naturally Ever After podcast, her lockiversary. So today, Saturday, May 28th, is her first year um, in her lock journey. So congratulations, Kaidi, and I look forward to this stroll down memory lane. Now, this episode that you will be listening to was recorded on June 14th, 2021, and enjoy the episode. Hi, Kaidi. Hi, Nydia. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to share my natural hair journey. Yes. So <laughs> let's start with just introduction. Tell the people who you are. Uh, so my name is Kaidi Rodriguez. I am 36 years old. I am an adventure seeker. Um, yes. A... a spiritual person. I'm, I'm also a psychotherapist. I have a group practice. Um, it's currently virtual. It was, you know, based in New Jersey, but we're virtual right now. Um, let's see. What else? I don't know. What else do you want to know? So let's start with I'm your the author as well. Just published a book. Shameless right. book. <laughs> you know what I find interesting whenever we ask, um, I guess I struggle with this in some ways too, where it's like, well, tell the people about yourself. And it's just like, well, what do you want to know about me exactly? I was waiting for the published author part. Yes. Um, I, well, you know, I try, I'm, I'm learning not to lead with what I do, you know, therapist, author, think that's, that's what I do, but it's not necessarily who I am. It's not who I am in totality. So um, those are things that I've done. I, I published in March, the Confidence Project Journal. So that's 52 journal prompts to direct it towards helping women uncover their personal strength and overcome self-doubt. So that was a labor of love and it turned out beautifully. Congratulations on your new book. Thank you. So when, when did you lock your hair? 
So it was a two-day process. It started on May 27th, a few weeks ago, and she finished um, May 28th. So I'll say my lock anniversary would be May 28th. And um, it was 26 hours total. Wow. Mm -hmm. Now, did they do like the interlock method? Walk us through what that process was like, because you said two days. So already I'm thinking a long time. That's the obvious part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was 26 hours. So, and this is just, it's, you know, this goes to show how I am when it comes to my hair. But um, I live in New Jersey currently, and I flew to New Orleans to have it done. Um, I did a lot of research on, on um, you know, the internet, Instagram, trying to just pick which method, you know, I like the results the best. And then obviously the person that I like, you know, their results the best. So I flew to New Orleans for that. And um, it was a two day process. So I have many or micro twists. Um, so she twists, twists them and leaves a little bit out on the end. So the ends are curly and um, interlock at the roots to keep it, um, I guess, to keep it in or whatever. And I'll be interlocking going forward with the retightening and whatnot. So it was, um, we started at around 8.39 o'clock a.m. on the 27th. And I left her house at not about nine o'clock on that night. And then the next day, and that was with wash and prep and blow dry and all that. But then the next day we started about nine and I left there at about 1 a.m. So the first the first three quarters I was good, but by that last quarter, that last afternoon, my legs were locking up. I, like, I was like, I, I can't do this too much longer. But it was a pleasant process, much more pleasant than other experiences I've had that would have made that miserable. Mm -hmm. Is this your first time locking your hair? It is. It is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So from Jersey to NOLA, mm -hmm. two days. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, you know, I felt figured I don't plan on doing it again. <laughs> and so I feel I was willing to make the investment of time and money because I plan on maintaining them myself and, you know, hair maintenance in general is expensive. So I said, I'll pay a little bit more up front to get it exactly how I want it. And, and she did do exactly what I wanted. And I'm pretty particular when it comes to my hair. Um, <laughs> my mom. That particular part, because I feel I'm like this is the mirror <laughs> in our friendship. <laughs> yeah, I'm particular. I, I like things done a certain way. I'm big on customer service, all that. The funny thing was my mom she when I, I called her after I was done the next day and she was she didn't ask me how I liked it she didn't ask me anything she didn't ask me about the process or anything she said she was just waiting so I ended up telling her I was like oh she did a great job and I like it and exactly exactly how I wanted it. And she was like I was just waiting I was just waiting to hear the well I don't like it and my hair's to this and because that's usually what happens when I leave the hair salons but it didn't happen this time so <laughs> Well, that's, how how was how does that feel for you that you're satisfied with the way that it came out? Um, I'm. It is. I mean, it's satisfying. It's encouraging. I think because I definitely was nervous about the process. Um, you know, I, like I, I said to my mom too. I was like, "Did you ever think I would have locks?" She was like, "No," and I really didn't think I would either. Um, but when I started seeing these micro locks, I just thought they were so beautiful and. Um, uh, but I, of course, was just nervous about it, being that it's permanent and it's a big investment. And 
everybody's locks looks different. Like two people can have the same method and it looks totally different. So it's like, oh, I want my hair to turn out like that. You don't know how yours is going to turn out based on the density and how it's done and hair texture and all of that. So um, I am encouraged to know that I, in the beginning, I already like it where I know a lot of people in the beginning, they say they have to go through the ugly phase. I Or the pluck chicken phase. I've heard some people call it, <laughs> but I'm, I'm happy with my beginning phase. So um, I'm encouraged by it and, you know, excited to see what the um, process is going to look like. Mm-hmm. That's, I, I love that you, you said, you know, I've had a good experience from the beginning because I feel like that's going to set the tone for the next few months while your hair is going through its own process and you're getting accustomed to not having to do um, to your hair what you've done before. Now, one question I didn't ask is before you locked it, how long were you natural where you didn't have a chemical or your hair chemically straightened? Uh, So my last perm was to, I think, December of 2009. So almost 12 years or so, almost. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So in your post, so this is you all, this is what what motivated me to reach out to Kylie. So I I saw the post of you in New Orleans and your hair is like, well, with it, with the micro locks, I want to say like about a little past shoulder length. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he was like, I, I was thinking about this for a year. And I was like, a year? What mm-hmm. motivated you to just like, you know what? Let me just do it. It was actually probably longer than a year since um, we met at one of the Black Therapist Rocks training. And there were there were a few women there for, for the, the Brene Brown training. And they had sister locks. And I, that's when I started like, oh, I like this style. So that was about two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't seriously start thinking about it until maybe a year ago. And what made me go ahead and say, let me just do this is I honestly, it's logistical. Um, So Mm -hmm. like I said, my practice is now virtual. And so in next month, actually, I'll be giving up my apartment and I'm going to go location independent. So I'm going to be traveling for about a year, um, visiting different countries and just exploring while I work as a therapist virtually from my laptop. And so, you know, no, we're not, I'm going to be able to find a hairstylist every location that I go. Um, I'll be, you know, I'll be, I'll be starting in Panama City for three months. And then after that, I think I'll stay in each location for about a month. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I don't trust my hair with everybody. And like I said, I'm particular. <laughs> so I think it just kind of makes sense at this point. And I've been trying to find my style of choice, you know, like kind of like my go-to where, I just want my hair to look good all the time. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm kind of vain in that way. Like, but I mean, you know, when you look good, you feel good. So that part, that part, you know, so um, and, and I think black women, our hair is a unique thing. There's a lot of stuff that comes along with it. So I said, I'm not going to have access to a hairstylist. Let me do a style that's low maintenance that I've been thinking about for a long time anyway. Um, I had actually planned on doing it like late last year, but I went to someone and she straightened it and then she heat damaged it. And so after that, I was like, well, locks don't look good straight. Like some of my ends are heat damaged and whatnot. And so um, that delayed it a little bit longer, but the stylist I went to, she was able to take care of it. She added a little bit of extensions in some of the areas where there was heat damage and we're good. So send me your person because that was actually why I combed out my locks. So in another episode, I'll share the few <laughs> times that I've had locks. 
I haven't tried the interlock method yet, but if and when I were to try locks again, that would probably be it for that very reason, because heat damage does compromise the, the look of your locks and the mm -hmm. texture of it, because it's supposed to bud at the bottom. Yes. And I had on one side, it was just straight. So mm -hmm. my hair, y'all can't see us because we're on video right now, but like literally my right side was, would shrink when I would wash it. And then mm -hmm. the left side would just drop. And I'm just like, excuse me, left side, you're supposed to be shrinking like the right side. And it just right. not like the locks. And it wasn't that locks look bad. Is that I had this um, preconceived notion that, you know, your hair texture is the same all around. And then when I wet it, all of my locks would look the same mm -mm, mm -hmm. at all. Not yeah. Either. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like, I don't know. Mine is still kind of, I washed it one time. And it's still, it has, I don't think it's fully shrunken to how it's going to shrink yet yeah. um, with the twist, but she added just a little bit in the back because I had some like right around the nape mm -hmm. and then around my edges. And I've always had multiple textures in my hair. So I knew the front would be an issue, but the back was heat damaged, like bone straight. And so she added some uh, curly, I took actually took some clip-ins that I, I had previously and we repurposed them. She cut it and then just added some hair with the like the not list method, you know, you yeah. add it like that. Um, and so that took care of it. Her name is um, on Instagram, she's creations, creations by Sierra, um, C-I-E-R-R-A. Yeah, I'll send it to the description of this um, podcast episode. So I have another question for you. And mm -hmm. this is like a two part question. So what are three things that you notice now that you have your hair locked that you find easier? And what are three things that you find challenging? Mm -hmm. So easier is definitely the wash process. Um, you know, like, basically, I just get in there. I did, you know, braid, do the whole braid and band thing. Mm -hmm. And um, I had this shampoo smells so good by Eden's um, and just wash it. And then afterward, you know, put the I put a, I do put conditioner in mine. Um, I don't know if you're supposed to or not. Some people say you're not. I think I need some kind of moisture in my hair. Um, so that was just very easy. Like it wasn't a, you know, all day long process, which I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm loving this. Um, the styling, I don't know if I would say it's easier. Um, I think it's, I'm just much like much more carefree. Like, you know, I haven't gone to, the, there's a pool at my complex, I haven't gone yet, but like, I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about rain or mm -hmm. um, my head is not gonna be hot under a wig or anything like that. So those things are easier, um, more challenging. So I, and you know, I'm only like two, three weeks in, but, um, on Friday, I had a formal event to go to, and um, I didn't want to just wear it down um, because I feel like down, it's more of just like a carefree, like, you know, just, you know, just a kind of a carefree look. Um, my ends are curly and everything. So I wanted to wear it up, and I got these, um, these, uh, crochet little mini crochet lock extensions or whatever to add to a bun. Um, and I, I, I couldn't figure out. I mean, I did it, but I can't say it looked good. So like doing more like updos and like fancy styles and like um, getting that like polished look is challenging just because I don't know how to do it just yet. Um, so that's one thing. What else would be more challenging? Um, I mean, I don't think anything else outside of that right now. Like it's been pretty easy, which that's part of the reason I wanted to do it. Mm -hmm. 
when you said polished look, one of the things that came up for me um, when I had locks mm -hmm. is keeping my edges laid. And I had to sit with that. Like, why, why does it have to be slick? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I don't... I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I and I did lay them down when um I had the event. Like I said, it was a formal gala. Um, but yesterday, <laughs> yesterday I I put gel in on the edges and not like not like a slick edge control, but like a, a gel that just defined my edges a little more and like like made like cute little curls. Yeah. And I was never, oh, that's easier. So I was never able to do that before. I don't know why, but I couldn't get like the cute curls. It was either just frizzy or like pasted down to my yeah. forehead. And um, I like that look. I don't know what polished I don't know if if our version of polished is 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 informed by some Eurocentric standard or if you know polished for a black natural person is is different than than a polished for other ethnicities. It's, it's it's definitely something I've I've thought about though because you're right. Like even when you say it just just locks just down, like is there a reason why that's not like a polished look? Like to me, it's like like I said, carefree and bohemian in my mind, but Again, these are all the things that comes with us in our hair. Yeah. yeah. You know? So define what polish looks like for you. I mean, for pop for me, polish is just like well pulled together, <laughs> um, well groomed, you know. So like if I have some I have some clients that have beautiful locks and like they're it's like done, like twisted, you know, done all the time. Um, no, not a lot of new growth coming in. So it looks just very neat and groomed. Um, that's what I would say mm -hmm. polish would be for me. So when we say like slicking the edges down, that looks like you've done something to it <laughs> versus, you know, you just got up, got up out of the pool type of the thing. So I don't know. Is that a bad thing? I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> Oh, I don't know that it's bad per se. I I know for me, one of my one of the things that I'm remembering, like as we're having this conversation, is feeling like if I'm gonna have to keep working just as much as I did when my hair was loose, why did why exactly did I get locks? Mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't get it so that my hair can look disheveled. It's not that either. Mm -hmm. But I know, like with loose natural hair, it to your point earlier, like the whole washing part, it it is a lot of work. Mm -hmm. The longer it gets, you're sitting there detangling. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the products don't work the same. So mm -hmm. you're having to switch up conditioners and all types of stuff. Right. And like for me, when I got locks, it felt like, okay, once I go to the shop once a month or once every other month and a half, I'm not really doing much to it in between. Those first few months, it felt like I was forcing to do, not forcing, but like more unlearning that I have to mm -hmm. reach for my hair and do something to it all the time. It's like, mm -hmm. it's done. I don't have mm -hmm. to do anything to it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, to me, that hasn't taken a lot of adjusting. Like, I, I like that. Like that. I don't, I don't have to do too much. I have, because I, it was really my hair. Is, I don't want to say the bane of my existence, but it would just bother me so much. Like, like it was just so much work. And the thing, I do have really, thick hair and, you know, I'd say like I have beautiful hair, but I complain about it and get frustrated with it and all because it's been so much work. So now having it like this, it's, it's, I'm, I'm loving not having to do too much to it. And, you know, you know, more so than just 
experimenting with it. That's really all I need to do. You know, well, it sounds like you have extra time now. Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> mm -hmm. What do yeah. you do with this time? Mm, I don't know. It's too early to tell just yet. <laughs> I'm excited for the next few months. So one of the things that Kaidi and I are going to do is that we're going to document the, her journey for the next 11 months. Mm -hmm. And it, at the year mark, we're going to share her story with you all. And more so for yourself, too. Like, what do you want? What do you what would you tell yourself a year from now when you're re-listening to this episode? Mm. Or what would you want yourself to know? your future self to know? My future self, um, I don't know. I feel like me a year from now is gonna be a lot wiser than, than I am right now. But um, I think I'm just excited to see what the journey is gonna look like. I don't have, I don't have, I don't know if I have wisdom for my future self, my past self, I definitely do. And that's that, um, you know, like I'm releasing, learning to release the outcome and just be okay with the process that I don't know exactly how it's going to turn out and whether I'm going to love it or hate it, but I'm released. That's what part of my post, my post was where, you know, I posted about it. And it's like, if I don't like it, then I'll adjust to that. So far I am liking it and enjoying it. Um, but releasing some of the control and the desire for everything to be perfect I'm just mm -hmm. going with it. So we'll see what she's like. 12 months from now. <laughs> That's beautiful. Releasing control. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. That's part of what has taken me so long because I wanted to make sure that if I do it, then it's going to be the right decision and I'm going to love it and it's going to look good and it's going to be, you know, just all around the right thing. Um, but like I said, you, and and I'm not the kind of person that's like, you just commit to it whether you like it or not. Like if I don't like it, you know, a year from now, I'm I won't say that I oh I'm gonna keep it just to prove some kind of a point or something. Um, I'm gonna keep experimenting until I get something that I like. But I do like it so far, and you know, this was just about the process of growth and learning. And I think I'll learn some things about commitment and going with the flow and all of that <laughs> through this process. So since we're talking about learning, let's wrap mm -hmm. up there. So three things, or one of the things I, lo I love to do in the Naturally Ever After podcast is share with our audience three things about learning. So one thing, one new thing you learned, one thing that you relearned, maybe something that was useful in the past that, you know, you can bring, bring to the present. And what's one thing that you feel like, yeah, I'm unlearning this. I don't need this anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and you, you mean like from a, like a, not necessarily a practical learning, but, or just any kind of learning. Any kind of learning. Okay. Well, I am learning to interlock because <laughs> like I said, <laughs> I plan on maintaining them myself. Okay. So that's one thing. Um, what I, you said, one thing that I'm learning, one thing that I am. Relearning. So learning, relearning and unlearning. And, okay. Re, re, so relearning would definitely be that right or wrong. Mm -hmm. um, that was a, that was a, a therapy concept that I learned, you know, not just as a younger therapist, but my first experiences in therapy, my therapist would talk to me so much about I would have bad anxiety and like panic and stuff like that. Um, think about decisions and am I going to make the right decision? And she said, there's very few things that are black and white and just that simple. And um, this is another example of that, that, you know, 
um, this is not a right or wrong thing. Like what would make it wrong? Like, you know, like it's like not, nobody's gonna die. It's not that serious. Um, so I'm kind of relearning that. And then unlearning, I'm unlearning, um, I think I'm unlearning just the standards of beauty that have been drilled into our heads. You know, even this polished, unpolished thing. I think I'm still going to go for a polished look with my locks, but um, that you have to have your hair out and long and straight and all those things in order to be beautiful. Even at 36, I'm still unlearning that. And, and this is more of a practical learning because you can have you can know it in your mind but to practice it is a whole different thing so that's what i'm doing now and i'll say this i'm, I'm excited we can talk about this at some point in the process but i'm also dating and or i'm pre preparing to date and i think it's going to help me vet out certain men because i think the men that are more superficial or have more eurocentric standards of beauty i wouldn't get along with anyway and i think my hair is going to kind of repel that. So <laughs> I think it'll be a good thing. You, as you become more authentically who you are, um, it changes just things in your life. So I am so excited for the next 11 episodes that we have <laughs> together. And some of these episodes are going to have two parts. I'm smelling that dating. We're going to have a <laughs> long conversation about this. Yeah, right. we'll see if, if I if I ever get out there and actually have a date. No, you know. <laughs> let's, let's speak positivity. And so <laughs> into future partnerships yes <laughs> that are healthy loving um abundant all those good things all these all things. those things all those things this was like a good place to end for today any closing words for our audience no i'm excited for future episodes okay well we will see you at month number two y'all thank you for tuning in all right take care